Second Timothy, the second chapter. We begin reading at the seventh verse. Title tonight of the message of whatever it might be worth is faithful in your calling. Faithful in your calling. The Apostle Paul is writing a letter to his son in the ministry, Timothy. Talks about a lot of things in it, but to extract from it what we need, we'll begin at the seventh verse and listen to how he puts this. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Now he's not writing to a sinner. He's writing to a Christian with a calling upon his life, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, and still he feels like it is important for him to admonish him to remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, or some has it, if we are unfaithful, but if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Father, we are grateful for the recordings of your word, for the purity of your gospel, for truth. We thank you, Father, from the onset of the service for your pleading voice. Father, for the admonition, Master, that comes within our midst. More than anything else, for the precious chances that we have to approach the throne of grace and mercy with our needs being supplied. We pray tonight, Father, that you would open our ears, our understanding. Let us hear again what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And we'll give you honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. In other words, it doesn't make any difference whether we believe him fully or not. He's still there faithful to do what he said he would do when we get to the place where we do believe him. He cannot deny himself. Faithful in your calling. Tonight, you have a calling. Every one of us have a calling, and I guarantee you there's not one that has a calling just to occupy a pew or a bench someplace. It goes further than that. And I want you, as the Apostle Paul had admonished Timothy, consider what I say. Listen to what God has to talk to us about tonight. There's hardly any way that he can, because of the way he's bound himself, there's hardly any way that he can talk to you other than through the lips of man. So you're going to have to accept what God has to say through the lips of clay. It's just the way he has bound himself to it. And because of that, it seems like God has limited himself, but he really has not because that calls upon us for belief far beyond our ability to believe. So we have a calling on our life, various callings, different callings, but nevertheless a calling to be fulfilled. 
I was seeking God concerning the higher calling of God and the direction in which maybe we ought to go to elaborate a little bit more and take another step on the ladder to that. And he said, uh, we'll not bother with a higher calling until we learn to resolve our calling, period. Until we learn how to accept the calling that we have on our life and uh, allow that calling to be instrumental in our life as to maybe our own abilities to reach or to challenge our life. But many, many things is happening in lives today simply because we will not submit to our calling. These things are hard for us to understand, but they're nevertheless so. If you read the Bible, you'll find admonitions to those who are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, called to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, saints. The Bible says in one place, called to be saints, and you'll always find that there's admonitions there to know what your calling is, to believe that you have one, to accept it, and then go about fulfilling it. So until we can learn and accept, most of us, I'm sure, are aware of what God has called us and the capacity He's called us. I doubt very seriously there's very many of us confused in that area. We, some could be, I suppose, and a little bit concerned about which way to go with it, but most of us are fully aware of what our calling is in God. Not everybody has a call into the ministry, so to speak, that is pastoralship or something like that, but it's still in the ministry. Everybody should be concerned it's in the body of Christ. I have some scriptures. I'd like for you to write them down. I'd like for you to go back a little bit later on, sometime tonight, tomorrow, sometime this week, and look at them just a little bit fuller. And these are just a few that's extracted from the Bible where there's many. And you'll find number one, and don't bother to turn there unless you're real fast. 1 Corinthians 7.20, the Bible says, Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. And what he's actually saying is don't, uh, don't just visit there. Don't just let that be a place of visitation. But let, let every man live in his calling. Let every man dwell in his calling wherein he was called. Your calling is not just when you come to church. My calling is not just to fill this pulpit. I have a calling beyond that. The greatest work of my calling is not the few minutes I spend behind the sacred desk. It goes far beyond that. I have to live in my calling. I have to accept what it is. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether it causes me problems, as Paul says, or whether evil comes upon me, I have to accept my calling, I have to dwell in it, I have to live in it. It has to begin in the morning, it has to last all day, it has to stay until I lay my head on the pillow that night, and then sometimes some trouble with dreams, and so on. But that is dwelling, living in your calling, not visitation. Not just where you visit your calling once in a while, or come to the house of God and utilize your calling, but you have to live in the same calling wherein you were called. Find out in your life if you don't know, and I believe many of us do, find out about it, quit fighting it, and begin to get equipped to fulfill it in our lives. And when you do, I'm going to guarantee you, if you write it down, you're going to find a whole lot of our problems disappearing from our personal life as well as our church life. Amen, Amen Brother Hoskop. Yes. Yes. 
I know that to be so because when I just begin to mess around with my calling, when I begin to allow other things to intervene in my calling, when other things start to dominate my life and take away from my calling, I have problems. Mental problems, spiritual problems, health problems because I'm not living in my calling. My calling has not become a part of me, and I have not become a part of it. It has to be a consistent calling, living, abiding there, eating from it, drinking from it, walking in it, reaching in it, seeing in it, hearing in it, and being obedient unto it. The calling that God has placed upon our lives. There are various callings, and I dare say that many of us here tonight have had various callings that have allowed our callings to be limited. We have not lived in them. It's hard to fulfill something when you don't do it. I mean, if you've got a job to do and you don't do it, that same job is still there to be done by you. I don't know if you realize it or not tonight, but there are certain jobs in the body of Christ that only you can do. Certain areas that can only be fulfilled by you. Certain individuals that can only be reached by you and by your faithfulness unto God. You can't leave it all to the preacher. You can't leave it all to the prayer warrior. You have a calling of God in your life. Special calling. Different callings. It's more than just being saved. 2 Corinthians 1.11 says, Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling. You see, you have a calling, but you have to approve your calling. You have to work at your calling so that God would count you worthy of it and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness and the work of faith with power. We stop sometimes and wonder, where is the good pleasure that comes from our calling? Where is the work of faith? Where is the work of power? Have we proved ourselves worthy of what God has given us? Amen? Have we approved ourselves? You see, we have to approve our calling. We have to prove to God that He did not make a mistake. That He knew exactly what He was doing and that we would recognize that and give ourselves wholly over to God and then the work of faith and power would come from our obedience unto God. Otherwise than that, we cannot have the work of faith We cannot have the power that God wants. We cannot feel the good pleasure of His goodness in our life all the time as we should. Have you ever wondered, and a lot of times we put that on to just things that's happening in old flesh. Did you ever wonder sometimes why you were way up there sometimes and way down there other times? I can tell you the most part is at some time or other, when you're way up here, you are fulfilling your calling in God. You're doing what God tells you to do. And when you're way down here, you know in your own heart that you have not fulfilled your calling. I felt that hit something then. And I didn't mean for it to. I really felt like I hit something right then. It comes back, but let me say it again. Because I want it to stay out there. When we're way up there someplace, and we're living in the heavenlies where we ought to be, it is because we have fulfilled, in a sense, and done what God told us to do. 
And when we feel way down here sometime, lower than a snake's belly, can't get out of the rut, have to look up to see out, it's a sure sign in our life that someplace, somewhere, we have not fulfilled the calling of God. We have allowed something to come between us and our God. It could be pleasure. It could be family. There's no telling what it could be, but something cut the circuit. Something cut the wire. Something caused you not to be a fulfiller of your calling in your life. Somebody, somewhere, was depending on you. And friend, when we know we've done this, there is something inside of us. What would you call that? There, there's a guilt inside of us. We know that. We know what we have done. And sometimes because of our stubborn mentality, we won't even admit it to ourselves. We just sit in open rebellion to God and to our calling and refuse to say, God, I don't want this in my life. And wherever I've missed a boat, I want to get back on track. I want that circuit that's been opened up and then you're going to see a fulfilling, feel the good pleasures of His goodness and the work of faith and power in your life. Second Timothy 1.9 said, Who has saved us... See, you're already saved. Notice that. Who has saved us and called us with a heavenly calling, not according to our works. In other words, when He calls you, and gives you a calling, He doesn't do it in proportion to what you can do. He goes beyond that. He goes in the proportion of what His purpose is, what His grace is, and what He can do through you. And once we would ever get that mentality that whatever the calling of God is in our life is not according to the power we have to fulfill that. Our dependency is solely upon God Almighty and that which indwells us. I've heard people say, well, I just don't have what it takes to do it. Well, that's belittling what dwells in you. That's putting God way down here someplace. Because if He calls you, and He embraces you, and He said, this is what you are, then He fully intends to be able to make you what He wants you to be. Amen. He says He saved us, called us, with a heavenly calling. Salvation comes, but with it comes a holy calling. Not according to our works. He's never, never going to give you anything to do in the spiritual realm that you have by yourself the abilities to do. What He gives you in your calling is sorely. The Apostle Paul points it out time and time again. Even in his intellectual life, what God gave him to do was beyond his capabilities to be able to do that. And our calling does not rest upon our capabilities. It does not rest upon what we desire. It does not rest upon what we want. It rests upon the eternal purposes of God that He has for our life. God is faithful to you. And He wants us to be faithful to Him in our calling. Somebody just said, and He hit a spot when we were singing and feeling the presence of God. And we was talking about shouting and singing. And somebody said that there wasn't all going to be crying, going to be shouting and singing. There was going to be some crying and some tears was going to be shed. 
I thought that's a sobering thought and it might be. Some of those individuals who are being the ones that are crying perhaps would not have been had the church found its place, its calling individually and fulfilled that purpose in their life. Most probably they could have salvaged souls that have lost and gone or will be gone. Simply because... Our own purpose, our own works, our own ideas, our own opinions. Hebrews 3, 1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, that appointed him. Now, when you consider your calling, and I want you begin to look over your calling. Don't pay any attention to mine. I've got to deal with that. I've got to deal with the calling God has given me. You have to deal with the one that he has given you. I'm not the only one that has a calling on my life. I'm not the only one that was called out from wherever you might have been and sat right here at Community Chapel. I wasn't the only one. There's others that God had dealt with and God has been faithful to us and given us what He said He would give us and He's challenged us, chastised us, blessed us, and lifted us up in the heavenly places. What he said hasn't always made us feel good, but we knew it was the truth and what was needed in our life. And God has been faithful to us. And Paul is saying, brethren, when we think about the heavenly calling and we think about the calling of our life, you have to consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, which was Jesus Christ, who was faithful to that which indwelt him. He was faithful to God. That place which was the Son was submissive to God in all points wherein he was called. You see, the calling of Jesus Christ was a lot of callings, but I think his main one and his calling was to die. He's born into this world with an opportunity to be able to die. That was the main calling in his life. And he was faithful to that calling. Now consider this. If he had not been faithful to his calling, if he had not fulfilled his calling... Where would have humanity have been in this darkened day and hour? But he remained faithful. And then he says, when we think of our calling, what we have been called to do, we wonder about our abilities to fulfill it. Consider him who was faithful to the one that had called him. Look at his life. Find where he got his strength, where he got his power, and see the willingness inside of him to go even unto the tree of death in order to fulfill the calling of God on his life. And he said, he is our example. You see, if he had not walked the path before, there would be no possible way he could demand that of us. But he walked the path, filled it to its fullest. Or he did a whole lot of other things that his calling consists of, and he still does things that his calling consists of. But the main ingredient was somebody had to die. Mankind couldn't. He should have, but he couldn't. Jesus Christ should not have, but he could. And so when he surveyed and viewed humanity, he said, that is the faithfulness of my calling that I have to keep. And so with it all, he mounted the cross of sin and shame, endured the pain of Golgotha, endured the stripes that was laid upon his back, endured those that spit in his face, those that cursed him and those that turned his back on him. That did not alter the faithfulness of Jesus Christ to his calling. 
I think sometimes there's a lesson in that. I think sometimes when we are uh, powers of hell obscure us in darkness, people speak evil of us for no good reason whatsoever, turn their back on us, and something inside of us melts. And the first thing you know, we have laid the holy calling of God upon a shelf and said, I just can't handle it any longer. But Jesus did not do that. No, he didn't. And it's not easy. Thank God. I just, I just heard from a good friend of mine this week, and I had to call him to find out exactly what it was all about, but somebody in California who knew nothing about what was going on here, knew very little about my life, had spread gossip and tales all over California, followed on down through into Mississippi, Alabama, and finally got into Tennessee about things he knew nothing about. And I thought to myself, God, it's, it's all, I don't, I don't need this. I don't have to have it. I'll just forget the whole thing. And God says, faithful to your calling. It doesn't make any difference what man says as long as my clothes are clean and my mind is clean and I know where I'm at and what I'm doing, that's all that is necessary. Faithful to my calling. But you see, I can't do your calling. And for some reason or other, we are glued together in this thing some reason or other, God has some way. I don't know why. When I look at us, I wonder with a motley crew like this, what in the world is God ever going to do with us anyway? I'm talking about myself included. But someplace, somewhere, He sees some good reasons in our life. Some good thing. And a calling. What is it? Where is the, we're missing the boat. How are we failing to fulfill? Do we even recognize we have one? Yes, I believe we do. But what are we going to do about it? Live in it? Dwell in it? What are we going to do? You see, he was faithful to his calling. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Amen. Second Peter 1.10 says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give, give diligence to make your calling and your election Sure. Sure. In other words, don't let anything take your calling. And it is strange that he give election almost in the same voice that he gave the calling. It almost seems to say, unless your calling is fulfilled, your election is not sure. Does that make any sense? And yet it seems almost that's what he is saying. Now those are callings. There's probably a lot more with admonitions there. But fear is the greatest enemy that human flesh has to conquer. Now we have good reasons most likely to be fearful because we are entering into areas that we understand very little about. We're entering into a spiritual atmosphere, trusting in something we cannot see and we cannot handle. All we have is words and, of course, the anointing and the feelings inside of us. But we're going beyond the abilities of these hands to reach. 
are these these feet to walk in, are these eyes to see. We're going beyond flesh. And we are fully and wholly dependent upon the presence of God. As to what He wants out of our life. And many people, of course, have did things in the flesh which makes us more fearful. Afraid of our calling. Afraid knowing in our own self what our calling is. Knowing specifically what our calling is. Knowing without a shadow of a doubt inside that it must be fulfilled. But yet inside something has risen up and human flesh is trying to prevail and we're afraid to utilize that which God has given us. Now I'll tell you something, you've got company. I mean you're in good company, I'm in good company. I don't know if you realize that or not, but we're in good company. Right. Amen. Because all you got to do is go back into the book of Exodus, and you got to look at Moses, one of the greatest captains and leaders that ever has been known outside of Jesus Christ himself. You look at a man that had nothing as far as he was concerned on his side. You're looking at a man that was called upon to give away the kingdom of Pharaoh and the kingdom of Egypt and take out a few slaves 